R U G B Y. You ain't got no alibi. You rugby. You rugby. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast, brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog. That uh, this week's introduction was inspired by um, the announcer at the um, Uruguay Italy game, who apparently was trying to get the atmosphere going by simply getting the crowd to chant rugby over and over again. <laughs> This is why that someone needs to someone needs to employ us as stadium announcers. We do a crap. We do. A, can you imagine the kind of shenanigans we'd get up to? Oh, it would be utterly magnificent, wouldn't it? It would be. It'd be, quite it'd be more. It'd be more inspired than just getting people to chant the name of the sport that's about to be played. <laughs> Joining me this evening on the podcast, we have John Anderson back, fresh from holiday. Good evening, John. Yep. Thank you, Cam. Fresh from holiday, indeed. Yep. I'm glad to be back. Rested and ready to unleash some uh, hot takes <laughs> on, on, on Scotland fans once more. I, yeah, I've I've missed them while I've been away. So, I've, I've been or are you rested? Things, are you rested enough, John? That you're not going. Have you? Has your tolerance of Scotland fans nonsense reset itself? Absolutely not. No, it's probably <laughs> got worse. Um, like, also... apparently distance makes it worse you know like you're watching it from afar going why also joining this evening we have uh johnny mcginty good evening johnny hello i i plan to come on early and sort my traditional early in the show connection issues but then i got distracted by a really sexy french try so i didn't Sorry. Is it France France are currently um beating the clock at the minute. It's twenty-eight minutes in the game when I checked and they were thirty-three nil up. Honestly. So bless 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 Namibia. Bless them. Um we um we're currently live at the moment uh on Wednesday evening on YouTube, Twitter and Twitch and Facebook. If you're Cam, watching live, hello, you're very Thursday. welcome. Is it Thursday? It's Thursday. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's been one of those weeks. Uh, in, in, the, in the spirit of uh, being shambolic, uh, I should say hello to, I didn't even catch their name, the lovely barman at the wedding I was at on Saturday, who said to me when I went to get a drink, can I just ask, are you Johnny McGinty? Because I listen to the Scottish Rugby podcast. So, hello. Hello, nice barman. Hello, bar- so, so, so yeah, he was sorry really for being absolutely and awkward and embarrassed with myself. So, I didn't really know so, how to take it because, like, because I'm not like John, it doesn't happen to me very often. This isn't. <laughs> that, that, that's clearly not what happened, Johnny. Clearly, what happened is you. You now fame has gone to your head so much so that you you won't even <laughs> ask the names of the common people that they need to come and talk to you. So, are you Johnny McGinty from the podcast? Of... Yes, I am peasant. Facts, actual facts. <laughs> Go on, Johnny. You're going to There's add something. A couple something. of contributing factors. One is that it doesn't have to be very often. And two, we we didn't hear what two was because Johnny Johnny logged on late, got distracted by a French try. What was two, Johnny? <laughs> what no, was just... two? Was number on, two you were steaming? Or was two that you just thought that the peasant barman didn't need to know who you were and actually you told him a fake ID and told him that he should, you know, listen to another podcast. Did he not give you did he not give you free drinks? Yeah, totally. No free drinks, Johnny. 
No, see, there's my traditional connection issues. No, there wasn't, because I'm not that sort of person who's like, yeah, you're damn right I am, where's my free drinks? <laughs> I just very awkwardly went, oh, that's really nice. nice. Nice to meet you. Didn't really know what to say. Yeah, I'm yet to be recognised by a barman, but 100% when that happens, there will be free drinks involved. Yeah, I, I am I, that type of person. I live in absolute fear since we've done this that, that someone's going to recognize me when I'm in a professional setting. <laughs> <laughs> That's my big that is my one biggest fear. And then they'll tie it to the nonsense on our on our Twitter feed as well. <laughs> Just blame Johnny. <laughs> yeah, well that's it. That's, oh, I did that's make why, a point um, of saying I wasn't responsible for that. Yeah, well, only, only in private you did, Johnny. <laughs> not not publicly. <laughs> this is this is the whole reason why I went why why I set up the pod switched my personal account to a pod account plausible deniability. <laughs> I can just play one of you. Ever comes back to me at work. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't me. I was one of the other lads that tweeted that. I've got no control over them. They're animals. Anyone who, anyone who knows me, it would be a fair a fair cop. But you know, yeah. you could just you'll get. I would never call you. Andy good that. If you see us in public, though, if you do see us in public and you're a barman and you want to give us free drink, it's always welcome. Yeah. In fact, we insist upon it. That's how famous we are. We should have really famous made that clear. We are in the world of Scottish rugby, John Anderson. Yes, I love that. <laughs> this has been my whole my whole philosophy hey, in this World Cup is we've got to look. We've we've got to. You know, as a, as a nation, we're fifth in the world and we've got to start acting like it. So we need that level of entitlement. And I think we need that level of entitlement as podcast hosts as well. <laughs> Walking around, where's my free stuff? Anyway, Bar would like my speech, appreciated by Diggit South Africa. And I was very Did you get a Diggit South Africa was, or Diggit South Africa on the pod or did you get a Diggit South Africa in speech? Oh, in my, in my speech, yeah. Oh, right. There was, there was a couple, so... One of, one of the other guests uh, is South African, and I was mentioning him in my speech, so I took a dig at him. Although completely blown out of the water by the father of the bride. Uh, bride is Irish, groom is Scottish. Uh, and <laughs> during, for his speech, he went through uh, the bride's entire life and mentioned like a number of important occasions in her life, like the year she started school, the year she went to high school, the year she moved to Scotland, all sorts of stuff, and tied every single one into telling us who won that year's Six Nations game, Scotland or Ireland. <laughs> and it got quite boring after a while because it was usually Ireland. <laughs> the bride couldn't have been very old then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, or landmarks in her life didn't happen during the nineties. <laughs> this is or yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Speaking of that, we're going to get. Listen, we're going to get onto the the various scenarios that may may or may not occur in Pool B in a in a in a wee in a wee while. We're going to try and do some maths live on the podcast, which is oh, which is no, always no. fun. I've trailed this on the thing. It's always fun when we try and do maths and and tell our less from our rights on this podcast. Quite literally, sometimes. <laughs> um, a couple of bits of news. First of all, um, in amazing banter news, Keith Russell is now director of rugby at Stirling County. Absolutely, uh, you may have missed this, John, being on holiday, but that's that is very exciting that's, in the banter stakes. That's who else I met at the wedding on Saturday. The head coach of Keith Russell. Hey, no, Keith Russell. Oh, the head Craig coach. Dickens. Oh, very good. Yes, Hello, Craig Dickens. Because uh, he had a Stirling County jumper and tie on, 
uh, and he was an evening guest, and I went over to say, "That's a bit much, mate." <laughs> and he was like, "Well, I am the first." Bit. <laughs> he went, "I am the first fifteen head coach," and the bus just basically dropped me at the end of the road. And I was like, "All right, fair." <laughs> In that case, I will it. Could he not just take his jumper off? Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> wrap it around his waist. Um. So yeah. So that's going to be that'll be fun to see how that unfolds. Um. I would imagine it'll make the uh, council meetings fun. Presuming that Sterling lose their Super Six uh, franchise next oh, year. Oh, let's wait till that happens. Yeah, um, in uh, they can't because the, they've got the best stash, as we've established on this podcast. I, yes, I'm not entirely convinced that 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 is the determining factor, though. They've called themselves wolves. I mean, you can't get rid of a team that's called themselves after an animal. <laughs> That's true. It's facts. Asia Bros, Sterling Wolves. The rest, the rest of them are all cowards. Uh, Burnham, your bears. Yeah. yeah, I'll allow it. The alliteration yeah, bear, is slightly less than that. I nearly, yeah. I nearly ended up like we were in a, a, a wood with bears on holiday, and it was wild, and there could have been bears eating me. So I might not have ever. Did you find any let's, let's 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 pause for a minute, John, because I've been in that scenario as well. Question. It's not great. It's not. No, I've been. So I we were we were hiking. Like if if you're new to this podcast, this happens a lot, right? <laughs> don't don't we're expect off, much talk about rugby. We're off for a segue. So I was um, we were hiking in Finland once um, in the middle of the night because you can do because it's light tall. It's land of the midnight sun, isn't it? Yep. Um, and we hiked with some guys who were they weren't they were British, but they kind of lived locally, and they took us to see uh, the reindeer herd, and it was beautiful. So all these reindeer being herded, and they were like, right, we're going to keep walking. We're going to a hut. You can find your own way back, right? And I was like, yeah, I reckon so. Um, but is there not like bears and wolves? And he went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a knife, haven't you? I was like, no. <laughs> Do I need one? He went, probably. I was like, can I borrow one? No. <laughs> You'll find your own way back. It's fine. That is the fastest 5K I've ever done in my life. <laughs> How were the bears, though, John? Was this, did, did, were, were, you, were you equipped with a knife? No. No, we weren't. No, so we we took the 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 normal route up to a viewpoint in the national park, and then we thought, well, there's another route back, so we could take that. So off we off we set, and it was fine. Of course, there's loads of warnings about bears and you know and wolves, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, there's definitely bears and wolves in these woods, and then we sort of followed this sign, and then the sign stopped, and then it was very much like. Even the markings on the trees, like the little paint dots, started to stop. And we did take a wrong turn and met a very lovely Serbian man called Marco, who would only speak German and called Scottish people tight. Because um, <laughs> apparently we didn't buy a one euro coffee. So, um, you know, which it was like 29 at this point. I'm not buying coffee. Get over yourself, mate. Um but yeah, we, we ended up like, it turns out we did follow the correct trail, but it's just, it was absolutely wild as. So yeah, we didn't get eaten, but there was risks at times. And I did think I, this is how I die. If, if Yogi Bear has taught us anything, John, it's that you're safe so long as you don't have a picnic basket. This is true. And we didn't. Facts. We didn't because okay. we had no intention See, of like walking for that long. I'm not exactly Ray Mears, right? But if I thought I was going to meet a bear, I'd want more than a knife. Is oh, my that, that was my thinking too. <laughs> yeah. Depends how big the knife is. Yeah. Could we you fight? Just... Like, here's a great big question. Right. 
Eve, could you take a bear of your arm with a knife, Johnny? No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> Did you know, know that survey? Back on wasn't there that survey? Yes. What's, what's the biggest animal you can kill with your bare hands? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. It I wasn't like, that this is like a, there was a, a realistic survey they did on people. What's the biggest animal you could kill with your bare hands? Yeah. And people have massive, yeah. unrealistic expectations of what they can yeah. kill oh, with yeah. their bare hands. So of course, one, they in, do. one in twenty people. One in twenty people said a bear, and then it's like one in fifteen said a lion. It's, are you lot mental? I mean, don't get me <laughs> like, wrong. I would like to watch that. I reckon I'd struggle. I reckon I reckon I'd struggle with anything bigger than a chicken. If I'm honest. Yeah, like a rabbit might uh, be I, too much. I consistently. I consistently say sheep. I think I could go sheep, but no bigger. Oh, a sheep! Would a sheep a sheep's end a robust. You. A sheep would absolutely end. You. We, I went. I was at an agricultural show Dude, the other day and see some of their sheep. They're not messing about. Depends what breed of yeah. sheep, of course. Aye. Yeah. But most most sheep are angry, and Johnny, you would get absolutely nailed by a sheep. Some <laughs> we, sheep are. Absolutely we actually had stacked. a conversation. We had a conversation about this at the weekend, and and somebody who I'm, I'm probably not going to speak to again. Um, we decided we're talking about it on like wait, uh, and, and this dude who I previously thought was like quite a nice guy uh, was like, oh, I mean, if we're, we're going wait, then realistically, probably a human. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've decided I'm not going to speak to you anymore. Okay, that's uh, that's yeah, interesting. We define define, define animal as other people. <laughs> <laughs> If the apocalypse happens, that's the person you want to be beside Johnny when the zombies yeah. come. Yeah, but on any I other day, I'm going to steer well clear. <laughs> I think it needs to be caveated by, oh, as well with which animal could you take with kill with your bare hands, having no formal training. I reckon there's lots of people that probably could kill, do a sheep in if they knew how to subdue a sheep. I'm just yeah. saying that most normal people would would absolutely be done in by a sheep. <laughs> McGinty is clearly not equipped to subdue a sheep. I could I could take a sheep. Absolutely Johnny could take not. a sheep, right? Well, let's we may we may put that to the test. If anyone's willing to uh, put Johnny <laughs> in that situation, let's put that to the test. <laughs> My money's on the sheep, but let's see if anyone if anyone has access to a sheep and is willing to let Johnny have a go, we'd be what? up for that on the podcast. <laughs> we'll live, out of course, we'll, we'll live stream it. Oh, can I commentate? Yeah, John's commentating. Yes. We're live streaming it. There you go. Can, Fabulous. The thing is, right, because I'm a vegetarian, can I, like, if I put myself in a position where I'm about to kill the sheep, do I have to kill it, or can we be like, okay, that's fine, you can kill it. No, no, I, no the sheep, I'm, like, I'm not comfortable the sheep's not gonna, I was going to say, the sheep's not going to tap out, Johnny. Tap on your shoulder. <laughs> oh, no, it has to, it, mate, it's Mortal Kombat style, you're going to get a big finish from sign pops up. And then it's like fatalities only. I don't. I don't want we'll to get, actually we'll get, kill we'll it. Find you, we'll find you. We'll find you. We'll find you a strong sheep with a terminal illness. That's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has to well, be the episode title at least. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So Duke Callum Grange is on saying this, this must be the, the only lambs. Only lambs. Series. <laughs> Oh, well, that's yes. the, title of the title of this episode. Thank you very much, Callum. Look, let's let's move on from this. Um, we may revisit in the Patreon podcast if people are up for it. Um, other news this week: um, Brian Easton's named the uh, WXV2 squad, um, and um, he's named three uncapped players. Interestingly, with this, we've got uh, Fiona McIntosh and Holly McIntyre. I think Fiona McIntosh is the more interesting one because she's with Saracens and she's Canadian. 
but has a, a, her mum comes from Trun. And I think what's interesting about this to me, Johnny, is that I don't think we've seen this in the past with kind of Scotland proactively going and scouting players in the women's game who have kind of you know parents or grandparents who qualify them for Scotland who can come in and do a job for us. So it's encouraging that that scouting net for the women's team appears to be cast being cast more wider. Yeah, um, which I guess kind of makes sense, you know, for the same reasons that we do it with the men's team. If we've got this, we've got access to this resource and and things like the Exiles programme and stuff are all already there, why wouldn't you? If we could find Scottish qualified players, then that's what we want to be doing. And then it's just going to annoy people again and it'll be hilarious. Well, I like about this, John, is that um, apparently she's... um, No, it's Holly Mark... Yeah, no, it's um, Fee McIntosh, who's from a wrestling background. Very good. Yes. Do you know so that's what we I, need more. I, we need more people. We need more people from a wrestling background. I absolutely agree. I remember. Wait, is she related to Brett the Hitman Hart? <laughs> John's microphone. John's unplugged himself. He's yeah, so excited at the thought of, yeah, of someone so with a wrestling background. Of... Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, can you hear me? You're back now, John. We can hear you. Yes. Yeah. Good. 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 I, I went to college with a, a wrestler. Who, who or a UFC fighter or some nonsense? They're all the same now, aren't they? And he used to go to rugby training to practice his grapples. So I think there's crossover. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> I, I mean, it was it wasn't in his head. But uh, yes, take take from that what you will. Yeah, and uh, the other kind of interesting bit of news I think is that I mean uh, traditionally I think it's um, we've had. Um, Oh God! It's going to go. With... You've got Ellis is now a second second choice hooker, Johnny, which is great friend of the pod, Ellis Martin, who's kind of come through the development pathways as as kind of by the time. Um, Ellis now playing uh, Leicester Tigers, um, you know, is now kind of pushing pushing for that starting starting position, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah. I like. I still catch up with Ellis occasionally. It's nice to see how. Our career's progressing and she deserves it because she is, um, as you've seen her on the some of the SRU Instagram channels and stuff, she is dynamite co- content as well as being a great player um, and throws herself in to help her out coaching the, the age grade setups and doing a bit of photography free for them, everything. She's like, sticks her hand into everything. So it's nice to see her progressing with the team as well as all that. I think what's great about it, John, is you've got, Players like Ellis and and I mean, I Fran, we've talked about Fran McGee before, but you, when you look at that squad, there are new players coming in. But I think in in the past, with the women's squad in particular, there was a very kind of st- steady squad, and it was the same names again and again and again. What we're getting now is ex- new names coming through, getting the chance. Really, kind of there's a competition for places now in this women's squad, and that's quite exciting. I think from a fan's point of view. Yeah, and I think I think to further that, I think the new names coming through are not necessarily a massive drop off in quality. Like we've we've seen in the past, where players have come into the squad through injury or you know through necessity, and the drop off hasn't you know it, it's it's been quite large at times. So to see these 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 folks coming in and um, <clears throat> yeah, really really start you know really pushing. For, for starting places and really pushing the kind of established players that exist and those big names that, you know, the casual supporter are very aware of. That, I, th- I think that's 
testament to how far the women's game is starting to progress in Scotland and we're starting to see it in the results as well. You know, the strength and depth is so important and new people coming into that team, it's great to see. So so again, for, for anybody new to the podcast who hasn't listened to us before, the what what happens um, with women's rugby now is depending on where you place in your respective kind of international competition determines where you then play in this autumn series of games. So Scotland have landed in the second pool, which is a WXV2. So we've got South Africa, Japan, the United States and Scotland in, in that pool. Got a warm-up against Spain uh, ahead of that, which is at the dam. Is it still called the dam? What's it called now? Oh, it's got a new it's name. The hive. The hive, of course, yes. Yep, you can turn it off and on within it when you get where it knows when you're coming five miles from home and puts the heating on. But it does. I, um, <laughs> full of bees as well. <laughs> um, anyway, so there, it's um, they then play go away and play the tournament. So that's quite again exciting kind of development in women's rugby. So that's what's happened. We were covering that um, during the during that tournament. So probably a bit of overlap with the World Cup as well. Speaking of which, let's talk about the World Cup now. We're 25 minutes in. We've talked about bears. We've talked about which animals we could kill with our bare hands. And we've covered the, the women's squad announcement. And, and, and let's talk about the rugby now. So we've got Scotland and Tonga on Sunday. Not Saturday, as I said, on uh, BBC Scotland earlier this week. Um, and then had to have them <laughs> give a correction live on air. Um, wow. I know. Fully prepped, though, I was for that interview uh, earlier this week. Um, I think the... We were at a stage now, early in the tournament, because obviously we've, we've lost to South Africa by 15 points. Johnny, uh, South Africa have um, beaten Romania, and Ireland have played both Romania and Tonga at this point. So Ireland, I think, are up 117 points. Um, we have South Africa, and I had the pool on before on my phone. Let me think they were in night. They were still in double digits, but it was 90. Where is it gone? South Africa are on plus 91 points. Um, for Scotland playing Tonga, we're going to have to beat them by a lot of points. I think that's what we need to try bonus point. We're going to have to beat them by a lot of points. And that's, you know, that's a big ask. Yeah. Um, they have obviously, you know, we spoke about this the other week, used these new rules to their advantage. They've got a handful of All Blacks in their team now. Um, they look a bit kind of sterner than they have been recently. Um, it's not going to be easy. I mean, they're they're not Fiji. Let's be perfectly honest about it. But then they're also not Portugal. Like we can't be expected to go out and and score eighty odd points. But we should hopefully be getting close to fifty. I would think. You'd expect to score more than the 28 points Wales scored against Portugal, who only got in the tournament because Spain fielded some ineligible players. If, if we're really lucky, we won't need the 83rd minute to score our bonus point try either. Yeah. Hey, John, it's, I mean, the, what what was the, I mean, Ireland beat them 59-16. Um, so it's, 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 it's tough, but, but we've put big scores on, Tonga before, but maybe not a Tonga with some former All Blacks in it. Yeah, and I think I think obviously the former All Blacks thing is like so. I, I, I caught a bit of the Tonga Ireland game. Uh, we were traveling up the road, and 
what you're seeing is there's de- there's definitely individual quality there. They've got individual players and they look a wee bit more organised than they have done in the past. But I think Tonga, they're still suffering from the same things that are ultimately the Achilles heel of so many of the Pacific nations. Their set piece is not up to par. It's not really going to you win them games. And I think Scotland could really get at that. If if Scotland can at any point decide to start winning line outs, because it could, could be, I mean, there's a lot to be said for it. It's it, it's possibly important, I've heard. But, you know, if we let those individual players get ahead of steam up, you know, if we kick the ball loosely to any of those, the, particularly the backs, you know, Peter, Peter Tau, Fekatawa, you give those guys any sort of space, they're going to cause us problems. But Scotland really should be... This is a massive test for the Scotland side. If they play to a game plan and, and nullify those players well and go on to score some points, which they should do in the second half, they should should run away with it, then that sets us up for the rest of the tournament. If this is a four tries squeaking, squeaking through like we've seen in World Cups previous, then I think we could probably all just take the rest of the, the World Cup off because, you know, it's not it's not going to be interesting from a Scotland perspective. I mean, I've just, I'm just looking to try and remind myself kind of some of the previous games we've had against Tonga, of course. Um, it was Tonga that did for Andy Robinson at Pataudry in 2012. Lost, we lost again against them in 2012, that's right. This is not this is not a 2012 side, though. Um, we're not... Um, we're, <laughs> We're, no. we're not in 2012 territory, Johnny. No, no, I think we should be a little bit more comfortable in that. I was there in 2020 in the autumn when we had Darcy playing fullback. I, I don't oh. want to see that again. Um, but that, that was, was a much awful. better performance. That was 37, oh no, 37, 12, and 2014. What was that result? I'm trying to find, I'm trying to kind of go back over the history. Um, um, it was 60, oh, 60, 40 ish. 60-14, uh, we beat them in October 21. Clearly stopped counting but, at 40. But it yeah. was 5-0 fi- to Fafita as he ran over the top of Darcy a number That's of times. That's right. That was oh, uh, Kyle Stein's hat-trick. Kyle Stein got his hat-trick yeah, in that match. Yeah. Um, there was also a, another player who is no longer in the uh, Scotland squad or playing yeah. rugby yeah. Um, internationally who scored in that game as well. Um, Correct. Yeah, that was an outside the window game. Go Google it. It was, yeah. It's a shame they didn't. A shame it could be a non-cap game for that individual in particular. Um, mm-hmm. So, looking at it, I'm just. What I'm checking. Did Richie Gray? Is Richie Gray going to be haunted by 2012? I'm trying. Did Richie Gray play in 2012 against Tonga? Possibly. Is Richie Gray going to have PTSD going into that game? Oh. I think I think Richie Gray because his hair colour is different now. I think he feels like he's a different. You know, you know, like sometimes you've got like superheroes have different costumes, and because of that, they they, they have different attributes. I think Richie Gray is a different superhero than he was in twenty twelve. <laughs> he hadn't, of course, in twenty twelve. He hadn't killed that rabbit with his bare hands. Exactly. That's what changed the man. Yeah. Yeah. As we as we've established earlier in the podcast, killing an animal he, with your bare hands changes you. <laughs> It would attempt a sheep, but you've done a rabbit. Uh, I'd, I'd see, I'd, I'd, I'd go. I'd, I reckon Richie Gray could take a sheep. Yeah, no tw- offense, Johnny. Twenty twelve, Richie Gray could sneak right into the pen as well because he had proper sheep hair. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> he did. With the thought of my kindred spirit. Yep. Um, like like a bloody massive six foot six sheep. <laughs> <laughs> what do his sheep impressions like? Does he bleat? <laughs> <laughs> Better than yours, I'm going to go with. Oh, probably. <laughs> um, so, um, the Allen Springboks game this weekend, then, that's the key one for us. By my reckoning, am I working out South Africa win, denying Ireland a bonus point? And ideally beating them by more than 15 2 is the ideal outcome for Scotland, John, I think, because it puts us on a level-ish playing field points-wise going into the last game against Ireland. Yeah, I, th- I think I think because we obviously we lost to South Africa, I think really we, we you know the ideal situation is South Africa go and absolutely destroy Ireland and probably you know possibly break as many other players as possible as well. But um, yeah, like the bigger we we're we're sadly whisper it all going to be supporting South Africa um in the in the coming war um it's such a tough one isn't it because do you remember when we we done the episode about who we support and there was the anyone but England except and then there was like the rules the ranks yeah yeah there was there was like a whole rule thing right South Africa seemed to have taken this to heart and went hold my beer I want to be part of this and now they are really, really, really hard to support, even when it's beneficial to your team. But then Ireland are horrible. Like, like I, I, I just, I can't possibly see myself supporting them. So, at the risk of making John Storm out, I love South Africa. I've got no problem supporting them. I'll support uh, South no, Africa three hundred times out of a hundred against Ireland. Oh, against that, pretty that, much anyone, actually, to be honest. That's fine. That 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 that's your choice, Johnny, and that says something about you. <laughs> <laughs> but Do you know, I just think I, I just think a team that puts four scrum halves in a twenty-three man match day squad is hilarious. And why would you not support two. that? I for me, what what the turning point for me that allowed me to stomach support in South Africa um this weekend was Matt Williams. Um, oh, being no. being mor- being morally wrong, being morally outraged about the fact they've gone for a seven-one bench, oh. as though there is a passage in the Bible somewhere that says, <laughs> "Thou must thou shalt not, not put seven sh- forwards on the bench. <laughs> thou shalt not hath no scrum laugh for the halves who lieth with your props <laughs> on the bench." No, I just like the. I mean. I think his point was, I think, player welfare. But the fact he determined that as morally wrong, I think, is just <laughs> utterly hilarious. And I've, I think any Scotland fan will automatically take against Matt Williams anyway. How he's still getting gigs. It's funny because when you watch, because he's on um, it's rugby, it's like various rugby Irish channels. And as yeah, far as I can tell, his stock has, has, has fallen so low now that they, they stick him out on the equivalent of Rugby Ireland's loose women's slot. So he just gets kind of like, we've got some, we're doing a quick magazine show, let's drag Matt Williams on. It's not important, no one's listening to this. And he might say something stupid that gets some traction. Yeah. But what's your moral opposition to a 7-1 bench then, John? 
I've got no moral opposition at seven one. I think I think backs uh, forwards that play in the backs are magnificent. This is this is a, a great great innovation. Uh, it's almost like you know someone should have done it before. Richardson. Yeah, yeah. None of, none of the South African forwards are as good as Richie Byrne, I mind, but no. Uh, Ember reject Quagga Smith's in there. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. he's basically an emergency sorry. back. He is. Yeah, I mean, is. The, 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 they didn't name Quagga Smith against Scotland, presumably because he would have been too embarrassed. <laughs> I can't play against. I can't play against these guys that I that that I was that are too good, so good that I, I wasn't even allowed to join their team. They were, <laughs> they were about to sign me, and then they reneged on the deal. Who who is who is in the Edinburgh back, back row at that point? I think John. I think it was around the time John Hardy was kicking around, and and Denton. So we had, they had a reasonable back row at the time. It wasn't a terrible one. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Did, but, did, did, did Quagga have a straight nose at the time? I don't know. Who knows? We've still not taken the... the that, that, there's that South African guy still kicking around that we've... Um, yeah. That I said was called Thor on Wikipedia that was capped once by us. Oh, Dylan Richardson. Dylan Richardson, yeah. I'm pretty sure he can go back to South Africa quite soon. He yeah, could do, yeah. I think we worked out, didn't we, Johnny? I think technically next year South Africa could call him up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of South mate. African fans want him called up because he's tearing it up. That would be so that can you imagine the discourse on Twitter when that happens? You've taken one of our <laughs> offcasts. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you steal all your Scottish imports to South Africa? Honestly. Did yeah. you see um, Chris Harris's Instagram story, by the way, last week with the Explosive real reason why Scotland have got so many South African players because uh, they're very good. Yeah, they're very good barbecues. Yeah, there's Clint Goodred on Harris's Instagram, and it's just like the back room of the Scot or the back garden of the Scottish team hotel with two massive barbecues a WP Nail on one, Pierre Schumann on the other, and Kyle Stain and Duhan van der Berver are like serving up the meat and getting them on and stuff. I was like, that's that's why they're actually there to get the bride. Question, question. Why did Duhan not have a top on? Because he's a sous Would chef. You put a top on if you look like Duhan. No, no, but no, but think about it. Like you are at a World Cup, right? Unfortunate incidents happen. We've seen this, right? Imagine Ask a wee RG bit of a, 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 a. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A wee Bernie Bernie on like on one of Duhan's nips or something, and then he's out for the tournament. After I'm telling you, you watch you watch that video. You watch that video. It was clear who was in charge of that back that barbecue, and it was not Duhan, and it was not Cal Stain, right? <laughs> oh, no, they no. were they were they were they were at best waiters, John. Yeah. Oh no, no, but but waiters get in, injured. Look, Digby Brown tell me all the time online that injuries at work happen. <laughs> so you got to watch out for that sort of stuff. I don't think it's happening to him. I don't. I th- you yeah. know who's you know who's at risk of injuries is W Punel Pinel, who yet again, like in the team, the team, the team warm up photo for the South Africa game had barbecue sauce <laughs> on his shirt, right? <laughs> that is definitely barbecue sauce. And then whilst when when they were photoed like stood next to the barbecue, the four of them had had like just stains all down his top, clearly just eating the meat straight off the barbecue, no forks, pure hands. Oh, that's why he's my favourite. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> I suppose when you get to that ripe old age, you know, and you've 
you've you've done your bit and you've earned, earned your stripes. I think it's important just to enjoy your scran. <laughs> Big question. Come back He's, to someone. He is a South African dad at a barbecue. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. Back to someone, but split bench. People are calling it innovative. I don't see it as particularly innovative. It's just you've just named an extra forward. It's not. Yeah. I don't innovative or clever. I need. Yeah. I need zero bench. There's there's innovation. No, if you, if you, if you're if you're South Africa and you're renowned for your world class forwards, and you've got the bomb squad and all that nonsense. Like to go, do you know what would be really like? Do you know what would be even better than six of those? Seven of those. Like we could replace <laughs> our almost our whole pack. How cool would that be? Let's do that. Yeah, to, it's, it's hardly innovation. It's like it's like the sort of drunken ramblings you come up with. You know, at four in, four in the morning when you've you've clearly been you know you're at a house party and you decide you you know you're going to invent a new Facebook or something. It's not innovative. <laughs> I would say possibly the team who are putting seven forwards on their bench probably shouldn't be the one that have only got one hooker in their entire squad. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, I think that kind of indicates that South Africa maybe aren't interested in scoring tries this weekend that much as just having a very, very good solid defence and winning the game. The risk, I suppose, with that, Johnny, is Ireland come out of this with a losing bonus point. Yeah. Um, The other problem with that as a sort of game plan is that everybody, including the South African coaches and players, uh, after they played Scotland, uh, were fairly open and accepted of the fact that the one thing that Manny Leboc cannot do is kick for goal. So yeah. unless you're planning on the game finishing nil nil, I'm not really sure how these two parts of your game gel together. Yeah, like, fair enough. Don't put on any try scorers. Pack the bench with forwards. Try and get a really close defensive game. But then at some point you're going to want to kick some penalties, and I'm not sure who's going to do that. So if 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 worst comes to worst, and let's think this through, Ireland win against South Africa. We need Ireland to beat them by more than 15 points so that we can then just beat Ireland, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, John. We're doing our maths, live maths on yeah. here, John. The, so most, I, the most straightforward one is definitely the South Africa win because then South Africa have got four wins. We'd have three and Ireland would have two if we beat Ireland. Yeah. And then that's fine. If we beat Ireland. When if we beat Ireland, Ireland win, it gets a whole lot more complicated. Yeah, but if Ireland win by more than fifteen, that that effectively cancels out South Africa's points difference that they racked up against us. Yeah, yeah, and we could just go and beat. It denies South Africa a losing bonus point. They're not yeah. going to get a try bonus point with seven forwards on the bench. Yeah, so then we just have to beat Ireland. And rack yeah. up big scores against Tonga. But, I mean, and then, but then we Easy. have to rack up points, yeah. So, like, ideally, if Ireland are going to win, if Ireland are going to win, we want them to batter them. Yeah. Because the more you need, I mean, that, that, that's, we've that, got to beat Tonga and Romania by. That's what we, we don't want to tight. One way or another, we don't want a tight game this weekend. 
score wise. We don't want anybody, what we don't want. We want neither of them to score any tries, but one of them to score lots of points more than the other. <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah, if if we could go like full England Argentina, and and South Africa beat them like twenty seven six on all penalties. Yeah, that would be ideal. <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah, that makes that makes that makes last week. And in, in the process, break not only their players but their souls and their spirit. Yeah, I mean, Peter Romani has been riding around France in a pair of Crocs on um, a bicycle, so clearly... <laughs> Giving Keith Earls a backing. Just, yeah, I mean, th- there is already all sorts of risk taken there. I mean, even just the, the, <laughs> the moment you put your feet in a Crocs, you're taking a risk, not just fashion-wise, but, but otherwise as well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that that's what we need this weekend. It's... I think the, my worry, my big kind of the one thing I would say in kind of support of South Africa getting a big win this weekend is I still don't think Ireland have had many big tests coming into this, and I wonder how much they kind of treated Tonga and Romania as kind of an extension of the warm up games. Johnny Sexton hasn't played much, and so your first big test is South Africa. I'm not sure they've they're battle hardened particularly, John. No, I mean, they they did they did come into yeah they played a couple of tier two nations obviously in the the warm ups as well uh, you know in in England they played nothing but they played nothing but tier two nations yeah yeah so to come into to play the team that it, you know let let's be honest Ireland are number one in the world by fluke uh, South Africa really should be there on merit so they're playing the team that are better than them. Um yeah, I, I think I think it's a tough ask and the fact they're still relying on a you know octogenarian at fly half and he's got his record now so all the motivation's gone, you know, clearly that's the only reason he was picked um against the two Diddy teams in the group. So I mean really yeah I I I I, I really fear for Ireland. I think they might get a spanking actually. Yeah. Johnny, how are you feeling about this Ireland squad? I don't know. I don't know if I how I feel about the fact that they keep playing their firsts. Like, it's either a really, really, really good idea and they've got a really cohesive squad and they're ready for this game or it's a terrible idea and they're all going to be knackered. And they don't know if they can trust their the rest of the players outside their, their first 23. I hope that the fact that they've played them for so much means they get into a really rough game against South Africa and they've all played all the warm-ups and played against South Africa and they're all really tired and they're out of steam by the time they come to play us. That's what I would like. But I don't I, know if that's I was the shocked. I, I was say. shocked they named more than 23 players in their squad and didn't just do the, the Pacific Islands approach <laughs> of doing to be confirmed. For the other ten, <laughs> and just like substitute people in if and when, like you know, it's yeah. I, I, is there is there any other fly halves in Ireland other than the guy the you know the unknown guy that comes off the bench occasionally? Because there, there was this was there was this young Ireland. promising player by the name of Benjamin Healy, but apparently he's oh, he's, he's, gone, he's gone he's gone to a better place. It's gone. <laughs> Edinburgh. <laughs> um, 
you know, do you not think the hive sounds a bit like the Borg? And, and the hive sounds like terrible club as well. Yeah, it's actually. Uh, one of the one of the Namibian players has just been sent off for smashing Dupont in the face, and he's had to go off as well. Ooh. And might have broken his cheekbone. Ooh. How, how high oh, are dear. we in the world? <laughs> oh, dear. So we really need to finish second in the group. Yeah. So yeah play that France. Be- That's a dream. Second in the group, but in South Africa. And also that fulfills our, our ultimate dream to be the only... Uh, and it's still on, boys. Let's not, you know, let's not deny it. It's still on the <laughs> it's dream. Looking difficult. The only... It's looking difficult now. It's looking difficult, but let's, you know... Let's let's still hold on that 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 dream that we might be the only um, <laughs> British British and Irish Lions nation to make it through to the quarterfinals. I still clutch onto that. Argentina did as I mean, we would beat Chile to do yeah. a massive favor. We yeah. would. I don't think that's going to happen. Samoa could beat England, I reckon. Yeah, yeah but I think but England is still qualified. Second at that point. Yeah. Behind um, Samoa, absolutely done us no favors. No, so I think England sadly will top the group. So it'll be us and England will go through to the quarters if we deny Ireland. I mean, Wales are on a sugarly peg after that Fiji win. We'll cover this more in the we'll cover this more in the uh, in the Patreon podcast. Um, Here, I don't, hang on. Does, does that mean that, that if we beat the ghost of France, that we'd get England in the semis? Possibly. Oh. Let's work this out. Do we, need, oh, do we need to work this out? Can you yeah. imagine? Okay. Let's have a look. Let's work this out. So, where's the schedule? It's 61 0 to France at the minute. Good God. Um, so, matches. So, the. Where we go? So, quarter. We'd be in quarter final one. I'm trying to find the. I will no, say we'd, be, we'd be in. We'd be in quarter final four. So, we'd get. Uh, Quarter final four, three, which is the winner of pool D and the runner up of pool. Oh, no, that is England. That's England, yeah. Yeah, oh, England are pool pool D, aren't they? Pool D, so you'd get England. So, on the off chance that they beat Fiji in the quarters, if we are to if we were to somehow squeak through and beat beat France. B, we'd get England in the semis if we beat Fiji. So we'd be, be World Cup finalists. Okay, that's my. There's still game. a chance. There's still a chance that Fiji top that board. group, though. There's still a chance that Fiji top that group. Yeah. And you get that's right. I, I, I think I think Australia will take. Um, I'll take the. I'll take England, but then we'll take Australia, so it's fine. Fine. Any that side of the draw. That's the side of the draw we want to be in. Maybe. Do you know what? Hey, Gregor Townsend's been playing 3D chess this entire time, lads. <laughs> right. He worked out. He's worked out. Right, so new plan. We finish second. Yep, lads. Let's not worry about South Africa, right? Keep it to, it's gone. Let's just keep it to fifteen, right? <laughs> just keep the score to fifteen <laughs> points difference, right? Pressure's all on them, right? <laughs> we just have to beat Ireland. That's all we need to do, boys. Then we're second. We play France. We can beat them. We don't want to be up against the All Blacks bogey team. We're not beating them for centuries. <laughs> 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 semis. If all goes to plan, France are missing to point and end to back by then. Yeah, we're in the final. That's his work. He's mapped it all out. Well. Maybe we'll get rid of Oliver as well. There we go. Just, just that's Perfect. he's got it all planned out. We, we doubt him. He's he's mapped the whole thing out. Can, can we also <laughs> just say that if if Dupont has broken his cheekbone, 
against Namibia, <laughs> who France are going to are going to put. Up. You know, at this point they are outscoring the clock. Um, they're not quite at world record territory for a rugby World Cup game, but they're still there. There was never really any doubt, was there? And after the absolute, like mentalist comments of Fabian Gaultier that he was oh, making they'll, in the they'll press. be chucking fashionable glasses and white trainers off the top of the Eiffel Tower this time tomorrow if Dupont is out of the World Yeah, Cup. probably they'll with Gaultier fuming. in them like, <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a revolution in France tomorrow morning if he's got broken cheekbone When is there like, not a revolution in France? Nah, that's fair yeah, <laughs> The entire country's one long riot for some, for some reason or another Oh, I just really, really, really want Ireland to not go through. I know. Me too, John. Me too. I, I, I agree, but also... Every time we end up talking about the pools and stuff, all I think is that, like, I honestly... I'm happier to see England go through now than Ireland. I hate them. Oh, now, Johnny. Come on. Oh, it's just see until it's only in the pool. Retires. England, you can explain No, until Johnny Sexton retires, they're top of the list. England, you can explain it away. You're like, oh, they've got an absolute, like, complete, yeah, exactly, like an absolute shan. Yeah, they're they're were the only threat, and they didn't pick Nancy Larry, so they clearly didn't take it seriously. Do you know what? If I think of England as one of those sad dogs in the Dog Trust advert, then (laughs) I can kind of, do you know what? I kind of want, I'm kind of like, do you know what? Yeah, it'd be nice for them to find a home and make it to the quarterfinals to make them feel loved. Yeah, that's it. Like, like, England. England aren't going to win. They're going to get no. to the point where they have to play an actual team and then they're going to go yeah. home. So it's like nothing to worry about. Whereas Ireland are so insufferable. I just Oh, God, can you imagine? This. Can you imagine? They would never shut up about it if they won the World Cup. I know. And and they bring they'll up never the, shut up they... if they win a quarter final. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I almost almost want them to get to quarterfinals to fail once again. Yeah, but that means we go out, John. I'm not sure <laughs> I could take that. No, I know, but if like if 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 that is to be our fate, then that is how I want it to play out. I would 100 percent be on Twitter the next day, reminding everyone that we've made a World Cup semi-final. <laughs> I don't oh, yeah. care if it was 1993 or 1992. <laughs> it's still very funny. Uh, 1991, yeah. sorry. 91. Yeah, I don't care. It's still yeah. funny. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. On that hilarious. If, uh, note, if France have lost Dupont and Entomac and Ireland get into the quarterfinals and still lose, that would be almost as good. Yeah. There we go. And as you said, this is the absolute this this would be the um the worst take of all. <laughs> we didn't even need to host it and we won it anyway. That would be the absolute terrible level of discourse that you get from the Irish. So yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So long as England don't, so long as England don't bumble their way through to to a World Cup final, like some sort of like Frank Spencer esque. <laughs> even, even if they do, team. they're not going to beat one of the actual proper teams. No, it'd just be like England in two thousand and seven all over again, wouldn't it? Yeah, like they might even get to a semi. They might, like, depending who goes out of that other pool, they they probably will beat Australia. They might be. I can't see them losing to Fiji twice in a year. So there's every chance that they get to a semi-final, and then they start to get annoying by that stage. But then they also play a real team for the first time in about eight months, and they're yeah. going to get and, absolutely and, battered. And then, and then they put Ireland out with the performance of a lifetime. 
And then oh, see, that would be good. That would be good. They finally win a quarter final. They get humbled, get their pants pulled down in front of everyone by England in the semis. <laughs> and then England gets South Africa in the final again and lose again. And that Africa would be amazing. Tucked that would 50 be. pointer past them. Yeah. It's nice. It's good. It's good to have a. It's good to have a plan B of what of our hopes and dreams for <laughs> yeah. if we don't qualify, like, isn't I've, it? It's I've, just... I've got a sort of like quite pie in the sky hope that Scotland get out of the group, and then it's like quite fun. I'm fairly sure that's not going to happen. So any other scenario that involves England and Ireland being publicly humiliated. <laughs> it, it what we what, what we need to find is an out. Yeah, we just need to find the outcome in which kind of like. Every, like things then just go terribly for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we want like, this World we'd, Cup. We'd written our World Cup off about two years ago and just gone fully in on the what makes everybody else most miserable. Which is why I'm wearing this shirt tonight. I keep, I keep <laughs> saying it is the it's it's the don't back down, double down World Cup for Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if we if we're going to go out, which we probably are, then Wales go out in the pools. England get Ireland in the semis, humiliate Ireland after they finally win a quarterfinal, and then get to the final and get absolutely prison shamed by South Africa. Everyone is sad except us. Job done. That's yeah. a happy goal. You know, um, we're essentially uh, John Ralphio in Parks and Rec. Just, just going around shutting everyone's ears. We're the worst. <laughs> Yeah. We've been playing that role for like two and a half years now, and I'm fine. With I know. It. Everyone's like, "You're rubbish, and you've never, you know, you're not gonna, you didn't get out your pool." I was like, "I don't care. I'm just gonna revel yeah. in how crap things are going for you now. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my fun." <laughs> and on that note, we're off to revel in, in in that a little bit more in the Patreon podcast. Um, we'll be back next week um, to uh, talk about the Tonga game. We'll know a little bit more about where things stand after South Africa and Ireland. Um, at this stage, we don't know what the lineup is for Scotland. I'd expect that'll be announced probably at some point tomorrow. It, look, it's Tonga, and I know famous last words. We're probably not going to do a mini pod look previewing that. Um, I don't think there's there's much cause to do it, but we'll um, be be live again Wednesday, Thursday night next week to review that game. For the moment, though, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from John and Johnny. Goodbye. Bye. Out.